This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, who is also my husband and business partner, we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? First up, in our Trends and Insights segment, We'll be talking with Lacey Boggs about a trend that she sees and how she's leveraged it in her own business, the Content Direction Agency. Next, today's success interview is with Jennifer Johnson, who will be talking about how she's built her business and how you can apply the things that she's learned in your own business. And finally, in our Business Builder segment, we'll be talking about why you need to create your own product ladder. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. First up, it's trends and insights, your view into the changes that will impact your business success. Today, we're talking with Lacey Boggs, and her company is the Content Direction Agency. Welcome, Lacey. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited to hear from you today, and I'd love to start our conversation by having you tell us what is the one trend that you see that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like yourself? Sure. So, you know, I focus my business a lot on blogging. That's my, that's my big niche. And um, the trend I'm seeing is towards longer form content, so uh, quality over quantity. Uh, you know, several years ago, maybe five years ago, the trend was more is better, right? We were hearing from all the experts. If you were in business then and doing, doing this online thing then, uh, you were hearing, you know, you need to post multiple times a week or even multiple times a day to get the kind of audience to grow your business. Mm-hmm. And that's simply not true anymore. Um, it's really become Google and, and I think audiences in general are preferring long-form, meaty, helpful, useful content over short 300-word blog posts that don't say anything. <laughs> so I would say that's the biggest trend I'm seeing right now. So what, what would be a good link? I mean, how would people know what, what long form is? Sure, sure. So there's no one answer for that. But um, researchers, people who delve into this thing have shown that Google gives preference to um, blog posts and articles that are over 1,000 words in rankings. So in search rankings, the ones that come up first most often are 1,000 words or more. Um, and some, you know, some Internet marketers are taking this to the extreme. You know, um, I can think of, like, for example, Neil Patel at Quick Sprout. He sometimes writes <laughs> 
tens of thousands of words in one of his guides, but mm-hmm. that ranks really well. So, I mean, there's a reason for it. Um, I'm not saying that everybody should go out and write ten, <laughs> tens of thousands of words, but um, I think that the takeaway there is to focus on creating longer, more in-depth, more useful content as opposed to just more content. Well, I love that because I love the focus on quality, you know, and really focusing on that versus just, you know, frequency and then being useful because there's so much information out there, yet it's a lot of it is just hard to figure out, okay, it's nice to know, but what do I do with it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's very true. And I think, you know, for a lot of coaches and authors in particular, we fall into sort of a how-to category when it comes to blogging. We're talking about how to do whatever it is we teach or write about. And so, you know, the more you can get into really being useful in that sort of niche and really explaining or diving deep on a topic instead of just brushing the surface, I think the more you stand out. I would absolutely agree, and I like um, I like going deeper. The challenge is going to be giving people enough, but not giving them so much that they get overwhelmed. Yes, that's always true, and I think it's important to remember that you know, a blog post should be very specific. It should be about a single topic. Don't try to cover your entire business philosophy or every step of your process in a single blog post. That's way too much. You want to focus really narrowly and really go deep. As you said, go deep instead of wide. Mm-hmm. I love that tip of, of having a single topic because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people think if a little bit is good, more is better, and they try to put everything into what they're talking about, and it's just too much. I think that's true. And so, you know, my, my tip to go for long content isn't necessarily about adding more. It's just about the quality. So it's not about talking about more things it's talking about one thing more in depth. I really, um, that's a great piece of advice. Mm-hmm. So how has this changed the way you do business? You know, it's very interesting. Um, when I first started as a ghost blogger, um, I thought that that would be what I was doing, just sort of churning out 300, 500 word <laughs> blog posts. Mm-hmm. And for a while I did. I was uh, employed as an editor for for a, a fairly large site in the organic niche, and you know we got paid by the blog post, and so it was in my best interest <laughs> to write the bare minimum, so that it took the least amount of time, so I could turn out as many posts as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what I started out doing, but I quickly came to realize that just from a writer's perspective, there was no way I could possibly really do a topic justice. Uh, by doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So as I as I grew and learned more about content marketing, I realized that the smartest content marketers aren't just churning out. They're not content machines. They're not content, you know, um, factories. They're actually putting a lot more thought into it. There's a lot more strategy behind what they're saying, not just frequency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot more depth and thought that goes into what they're saying when and how as opposed to just let's get as many blog posts out there as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's changed what I do as a writer, but also what I do when I'm coaching clients and and giving advice about how they should approach it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I bet if there's more thought and more quality of content, those would be the ones that I would think people would share with others and pass along because there's more meat to them. Well, exactly, and that's how, you know, if you're selling something online, your content needs to be in support of that. Um, you know, otherwise, we're kind of wasting our time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds really harsh, but that's really what I believe. If your content marketing is not supporting your business, driving sales, at least in some way, it's kind of a waste of time. So putting more thought into it, putting more strategy behind it, what am I going to write about today particularly, and why am I writing this particular post it actually frees you up to do more things and do better. So you're not just like sitting down every day going, oh, God, I have to write something. Mm-hmm. You have more of a plan and a system behind it. Mm-hmm. So what challenge do you think businesses have? Because you said you're, when you're talking to them, you're explaining how this, they need to shift. What kind of challenges have you seen getting them to think differently about what they need to put out there and how they need to, to write? I think in general it's a pretty big shift to go from, because we all have this sort of consciousness idea of what blogging is, right? We think about the the mommy blogger or the person blogging about what they have for lunch or somebody blogging about their cat, and it's just sort of stream of consciousness. And they think that that translates over into business blogging when it really, really doesn't or shouldn't anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think switching from that stream of consciousness, I'm just going to write what I feel like writing, to more of a structured, systematic, strategic approach is probably the biggest challenge I see people face. Well, and there are definitely some people that can make that shift and think that way. There are others that when they look at a piece of paper and think they have to write something that's not just what they're thinking, it the paper stays blank. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, that's why I try to help people by giving them a framework, giving them some, you know, um, formulas and systems they can understand to say, oh, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be writing now because I'm going to be launching something in a few weeks. Or I know that I need to be, you know, generating desire now because my cart is opening up in a week or two. You know, so giving them a framework makes it a lot easier. I find that actually when you understand why, you understand the strategy behind it, deciding what to write about actually becomes easier because you have a framework to start Mm -hmm. from. Well, I always like the framework and the system, and what I do is I keep uh, just a log of ideas when things come up or when mm-hmm. I think of something, because then when I need to go back and write on a topic, I do it for talks, I do it for all the things I do, because then it gives me ideas to draw from. Yes, that's a great idea, and I always suggest that people have one place. I call it an idea bank where you store all those. So get them off all the Post-it notes, you know, get them out of the back of your checkbook <laughs> or wherever you write it and put it in one single place. I, I like that. I spent probably an hour this morning just combining all of my pages and pages of notes. It's amazing how many little <laughs> pages I had. So. <laughs> good, good. That's a, that's a great idea. This has been really interesting. How do you think this trend is going to continue to influence entrepreneurs going forward in business? I think uh, our readers are getting more savvy, right? So, so the, the more um, people are exposed to content marketing, the savvier they're going to be. And so then the more genuine and genuinely helpful the business owner is going to have to be. 
So, I mean, just as a quick example, you know, people realized that banner ads and, and flashing ads on the sides of web pages weren't working very well anymore because all of our audience got savvy to that, right? So mm -hmm. they started buying what's called native advertising, which is when an article has been paid for, and it, it looks like an article, but it's actually an ad. Well, people are getting savvy to that now as well. So, <laughs> you know, that's a little more like mm. big companies paying bloggers or websites to do that, but it, it applies to small businesses as well. You know, the more, if we are writing a blog post with the sole intention of selling something, people are going to catch on to that pretty quickly. They're getting much more savvy, right? Mm -hmm. But if we instead are actually being genuine and giving information, being helpful, being useful, people are going to catch on to that as well. And so that's where I think content marketing is kind of the great leveler. It helps the small business stand out even with bigger businesses too. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'd love mm -hmm. to have you just let us know how our listeners can get in touch with you and learn more about you and your business. Sure. I am at LaceyBoggs.com, and um, I, I post long-form content on my blog every week, so you can check that out. But I also have a free library that you can sign up for, totally free, and it has all those frameworks I was talking about, some templates, things like that that can help you get started. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, and I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so we need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with Jennifer Sparkle Johnson, who's also known as the coach of the feminine soul. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. 
I'm really excited to have our conversation with you today. And you and I know each other through eWoman Network and through networking. And I've watched some of the coaching you've done. But I'd love to have you tell our listeners about your current business, how long ago you started it, and how it's evolved over time. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I am always excited to share this part because it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Um, I started about eight years and fell in with coaching and fell in love with it. Um, I was a client long before I was a coach, and that's how I knew the power that it had. So fast forward, I took, uh, I went through coaching as a client, and then I took um, a very extensive life coach training course and was the happiest person there was. Uh, I mm. was thrilled that I had this training and I could help people change their lives. Um, people would call me and they would pay me 25 bucks an hour and I would help them and I thought everything was awesome because it was. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly realized, okay, $25 an hour. Um, my husband reminded me, do you know how long it's going to take us to pay off your life coach training? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, and I love it. He's like, no, um, we really need to have that serious conversation about you getting a job. And I, I can remember that moment. It was like every ounce of blood was sucked away from my body. I didn't have any oxygen. And I thought, I can't get a job. I'm a coach. I love what I do. So mm-hmm. long story short, uh, I found out and did some research in uh, how to connect with a business coach who could take the passion of coaching that I had and what I love to do and then transition and turn it into a lucrative business where I could help more people make more money for them and for Mm -hmm. myself so that I could help support the family and build it into an actual business instead of a hobby that I just was happy making $25 an hour doing what I loved. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I did that. I I hired a mentor and a business coach um, at at that time because I was still paying off my life coaching uh, and needing to get a job to pay for that. We did not have the spare money for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what I know to be true, though, is when it's important enough and you believe in yourself, right? It's not about believing the person. You believe in yourself that you're ready for change for what you truly want. You will find a way. And I just love that I had to go through that hardship in order to figure out how to hire my business coach because that's such a powerful reminder um, that I get to help other people realize as well. And so we did. Uh, we moved out to Arizona. So I, I moved here. <laughs> when we moved here, I did not know anybody in my area except for the amazing, lovely person who uh, showed us the home that we are in. And so we moved to Arizona. And at the time, I was finishing my, my um, uh, life coach training, had my life mm-hmm. coach clients, and transitioning into the business coaching. So I literally only just started with my business coach. I had $25 an hour co- clients, and there were two of them, and I was still coaching three for free when mm. we moved here. <laughs> so I didn't know wow. anybody. And uh, fast forward, I did exactly what my coach and mentor uh, teached me, to, what she taught me, what she was willing to teach me, what she uh, guided me to do, even though I was extremely scared because it was so out of my comfort zone. And I literally went over six figures that first year, which makes me so proud for so many reasons. And the number one reason is I am no different than anybody else. So I know to be true that if I can do it, you can do it. And I get to literally teach people to do the same thing for themselves. Well, you know, I I like the kind of you sharing your story. So thank you very much. Because I think so often People think that 
they should be able to do it themselves. But I really believe that coaches are so important because it's difficult to see what's right in front of our face. And we keep doing the same things. If we knew how to do it and change it, we would have already done it. Um, And working harder is not the answer. You need to work smarter and you really need to find someone who is where you want to go and they can really help you so much on that journey. For sure. And my biggest thing was I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that really is the biggest reminder for me. Um, I had no idea about some of these things because I had not been exposed to it before. So, of course, I wouldn't know. And and it's so fun looking at, at, you know, sometimes when I'm starting with someone who is exactly where I was, it's so fun to watch you because they're they're going through the same nervousness or insecurities or, oh, my goodness, can I do this, uh, that I went through. And it's like, yes, you can, and here's how, and I've got you. We can do this every step of the way. And it's just, it's so powerful because we don't know what we don't know. And hiring a coach that can guide you and train you and teach you what you need to know, man, that's such a smart thing to do for so many reasons. First and foremost, it takes the guesswork out of it, and you can start doing what you love right away because you now have the, the information you need to do it instead of only having the passion around it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the fact that your husband did that calculation to really help you see <laughs> what you were doing yeah. because I think oftentimes, um, and I think women do it much more than men, not intentionally, but we feel like we need to give it away for free. We feel like we're we're bringing in some money, so we're making money. And that's not often the case. Just because you have cash flow doesn't mean you're actually making money. And I think that (laughs) it's important for us to really get a handle on what's coming in, what's going out, what our value is worth. And mm-hmm. I, I know I just went through some things recently with some, some transition, and it's really interesting because it's, okay, what is my value? And when somebody said, okay, I want to know, you know what, you're, what you want for this, it was really hard to put yeah. a price on that because I know what I – feel I'm worth, but when I had to actually give them a number, it was really hard to do. And I went through a lot of angst to do it. I did it. And you know what? They said, it's worth every penny. So, and you know, I felt like it was fair. So, but it was hard to do. And I think women just tend to, I can't say that. I, you know, what will they think? No one will do anything. And I also think people need to pay to, be invested in what they're doing. If we give it for free, they're really not invested in what they're doing. I think there's got to be some, I call it skin in the game. Well, in the simplest of terms is if they don't pay a dollar amount, a value amount, there's no value in it for them, so they don't show up whether literally or emotionally, right? It's just Mm -hmm. exactly it. There's no value to them because they haven't, made an exchange of finance with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and when I was my $25 an hour coach, I was, like I said, I was thrilled that I was helping people, yet I can guarantee that back then, you know, if someone uh, had paid their $25 and, of course, missed an appointment, they missed their appointment, it wasn't a big deal because it was only 25 bucks to them. Mm-hmm. Well, now, at a different rate that uh, is the investment is, 
people don't miss their appointments. Mm-hmm. They take it, <laughs> so, you know, they take it seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. They show up. And that's exactly what I experienced. I mean, my, our co- my coach at the time, and this is something that I believe, is you, know, you charge enough to scare the person mm-hmm. into actually taking the steps they just told you from their heart and soul that they want to achieve. Because mm-hmm. if it's not a little bit scary, there's no growth. There's mm-hmm. no expansion. There's, there's nothing. So you've got to scare them enough to have them full permission to show up and go for it. No, I think that's, that's so... That's you'll see change. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how did you go from starting and doing your coaching then to adding, you know, VIP days, your programs? How did you make that mm-hmm. shift? And how do you know when it was time to make that shift and then... How do you know what to do? Well, part of it came from having my coach. And, it, mm-hmm. and what happened for me was I went, and starting as a life coach, um, that's what I was doing, life coaching only. And then when I brought in the business component and wanted to teach the business skills around it, that was just fun factor as well for me. But that's also part of my personality is having fun while you're making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what I noticed is, you know, there was life coaching on one side and business coaching on the other, but it truly is. It comes together in a beautiful marriage because you are your offering. You are your business. Whether you're a coach or whether you're in network marketing, it doesn't matter what your industry is. There may be 15 people in the room that do what you do. People will come to you because of who you are and like attracts like. So what really came down for me when I was um, discovering and, and really connecting the two together, it was about realizing it doesn't matter if it's life coaching or business coaching. Business coaching is easy because you can get self and shelf help anywhere off the Internet. Mm-hmm. But the difference is the internal work and your internal confidence. And when I can help people bring that through in such a powerful way for themselves and they combine that with the skills around, around um, business building and sales, mm-hmm. that's when everything shifts for them. So it really does come down to that internal confidence. No, I think that's so true. And I think working with a coach, that coach, if they, if they know you and it's the right coach, they'll see the things that you need to do. They'll get to know you and they'll hold you accountable. And I think that accountability piece is huge. It is huge. And the relationship that, that you have, you know, the relationship you have with your coach to me is so special. And I, you know, I, I, proudly say, I, you know, I don't just let anybody hire me off the, off the website. I really do have an interview process with them and for a couple of reasons. One, are they coachable? Are they ready? Right? Mm-hmm. And two, am I the right person for them? Because if I'm not, I would rather listen to what they really need and refer them to somebody that would be a much better fit. Mm-hmm. So either, either we're a great fit and we can continue the conversation, or if we're not a great fit, if they're, if they're not ready, I will lovingly tell them, you know what, you're not ready yet. And I, you know, people know I'm very honest. And, mm-hmm. and or if they're ready, but I'm not the right person, I'm going to refer them to somebody. So for me, it's always about making sure that we have that right relationship, because I love my clients, and my clients love me. And that's part of the beauty when you really are getting I'll say pushed out of your comfort zone to really stretch and grow because when you're pushed, that's when you get to help more people, which is what we all love doing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. We need we need to take a real quick break, but I want to continue this conversation when we come back um, and talk about how people can actually find a coach and someone to work with because I think that's so important. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, and this is your host, Janelle McCauley. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. And we want to continue our success interview. Today we're talking with Jennifer Sparkle Johnson, who is also known as the coach of the feminine soul. Before the break, we were talking about how do you find a coach? And I think, Jennifer, you probably got some great perspectives on what people should look for in a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, when I was deciding who to work with, uh, naturally get referrals from, from people that you respect and admire or watch some of your colleagues and see what they're doing and think, okay, who is their coach? Um, and really, you want to you wanna kind of make sure that there's two things. One, of course, that they are where you want to be and or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I, I'm very big on um, once you meet that coach and you guys are in conversation, uh, trust your gut. Always trust your gut if that's the right person for you. That, to me, uh, some people may think that is uh, very simplistic, but, oh, man, that is huge. That's huge. And the other thing I love to find out is I always tell anybody, if you are interviewing a coach, there's a few things you want to do. Of course, like I said, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, really ask them some personal questions for you, like how they would be working into your life and, and how that um, structure around the coaching process works. And mm-hmm. the other thing that I always tell people to ask you ask that person that you're considering investing, now you're investing yourself, of course, but with them, you ask that coach, do you have a coach? Because I believe we all need coaches and we all need support. 
So if you're interviewing somebody and they're a coach and they don't have a coach, to me that's just uh, maybe a little signal of, hmm, right now they're not growing. Mm -hmm. I I really want to work with somebody that's always growing. You know, that's really interesting because I've had that conversation a couple of times recently with people who are asking people to invest in their programs at a pretty substantial level, and yet they've not made that kind of investment in themselves. I know that Michael and I had, a few years ago, had joined a high-end um, mastermind. It was a pretty big investment, and mm-hmm. which I think qualifies me to, you know, to, to be very, have those conversations about making that kind of investment, and it yeah. really changed everything. And as we talked about before, it also changes how engaged you are and how you show up for calls and, and what you do. But I love that question about do you have a coach, and you want people that are asking you to make that investment to know that they've done the same thing to build their business and understand what that relationship means. Yes. And, and for me, it's also that are they, are they getting coaching and support right now, too? I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, you know, the beauty of what I do with my coach now, and, and I teach the same thing, anything you hear from me, please share with your people, because to me, it's all about abundance and give and share. Mm-hmm. So my people know that what I am receiving um, from my coach every month, it's trickling down to them as well. And so it's, it's just that wonderful flow that keeps it going, which keeps it growing. Absolutely. So as you've grown your business, because you've really gone through this transformation, how do you know when it's time to add another program or to maybe add another level of a product? Um, one, one thing, and I know it's a multi-part question, but, but one thing that people really struggle with is how do they get people to kind of get a taste of what they have to offer so that they will want to invest in their programs at a higher level? That's, and that's a wonderful question, and there's a few different ways to look at it. It's always great to have a, a low investment, an easy yes for people to get to know you. If some people really need to get to experience you um, on a, I'll say, a very simplistic level of what you're offering that's not a high investment, and, and, you know, they say in general it's anywhere from 97 to $197 so that someone can step in easily because that's an easy yes for most people. Or even mm-hmm. if it's a stretch, then they're going to prove they're willing to show up and go for it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really good to have that type of, of um, easy uh, yes. And then it's always good. I know for me, when I was um, really trying to get clear because I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching and loved it, I thought, okay, how do I take what I'm loving happening right here and I'm seeing what's, you know, I love the data part of it as well. So I'm noticing what the struggles were and that's one of the reasons I created Six Figure Sacred Sales. How can I take what I love, which is the personalized coaching, the internal transformation to help people because some of the biggest struggles, especially for women, is asking for the sale or charging what they're worth, like we just talked about a moment ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, the sales component for me is fun, and I started to really realize where it was such a huge challenge for so many people, and I thought, okay, how can I take and do something that excites me and it's going to help them with a serious struggle? So that's when I created the Six Figure Sacred Sales to help have a step-by-step simple system for them to step into that was not only uh, simple 
meaning very comfortable and not so scary or awkward feeling that some people experience when they're, let's say, wanting to make follow-up calls. So many people will avoid that. They don't want to feel pushy or bothering somebody. So I really just walk through how to do it in a different way from integrity for yourself and for the person on the other end of the phone or on the other end of the conversation. And once we can have some of those little roadblocks removed, it really helps people get comfortable. So for me, it was about what can I design that's going to help a lot more people at once versus uh, only one-to-one. So that's when Mm -hmm. I was able to say, okay, I could do this and I could do it in a group way. And Mm -hmm. I also do um, a money assessment to help people understand their money. And so that also combined helps people really understand their money DNA, their money personality. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. It gives them full permission to be themselves. Helps them with their marketing message. Helps them with their conversations. It helps them charge with their worth. It is so cool. But what, what the best part about it is, is it just, it goes from just a conversation with somebody not understanding their money style to a little bit, uh, almost like instant pride you can see and ownership of who they are where sometimes they may have beaten themselves up for how they act or think about certain things. And it just eliminates so much self-drama and so much self-stress that they really do start to instantly shine. And that feels so good. Oh, I, I know. And I bet it's great when people have taken some of your coaching and training and then they really shift their results and start to see that they can do it. Because I believe we can all do it. It's just a matter of whether we believe we can do it. And once you make that mental shift, it yeah. opens up so much. I mean, I'm doing things I never ever thought I would do. And it was really, I was my biggest roadblock. Yes. Yeah. And we're all like that. We're all the same in that sense. We really are. We put up those roadblocks for ourselves. And, you know, it, it's, it's just normal. It's just being human. We all have our roadblocks. And that's why I love the life coach in me, because I, I get to do the business coach. Uh, and the life coach gets to also help in so many ways with those roadblocks, with those, you know, for a lot of women, it's those insecurities. You know, I, my favorite thing to ask is, are you afraid of success or are you afraid of failure? Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating to hear their answers. Most are afraid of success because then what? I know. So we get to actually redesign their new self, and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, and I think that's absolutely true because so many people I hear over and over again, I can't do it because I don't, I can't say yes because I don't know how to do it. Well, what I've learned and, you know, the older I get, the wiser I think I I start to become if I only knew these things when I was in my 20s, I think of where I would be. But, you know, Mm -hmm. say yes and things will align exactly the way they're supposed to. And I also find that when we say yes, we really get into action because we know we have a deadline. And I think that's one of the things about, you know, going through a program or, or doing that is that accountability that holds us to say yes, that holds us to take action, because then we really yeah. do get movement. Yes. And for me, one of the biggest things is it also we were in that place of making a decision. 
we made a decision. So when we say yes, we've made a decision. And that is so important because it's exactly like you said, things open up and we, we step into it. You know, I, I don't, I wish I could remember so I could properly quote. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but sometimes I'll hear someone and they'll say, oh, I finally decided this and I feel so much better that I, that I you know, I know that's the right answer. And sometimes that is absolutely accurate. <laughs> and I like to remind people that it may not have been that specific decision that you made, I actually like to look at it a step beyond that and think, okay, is it because you made that decision? Because I heard someone call it decision fatigue, and I thought that was brilliant. We can put ourselves in such a, a state of uncomfortableness and, and angst or just almost like a twizzle, right, of mm-hmm. making that decision. Well, what if this? What if that? And if I do this, then that? And what if I make the wrong decision? Well, we're throwing ourselves into the, to decision fatigue. Make the decision. Decide and then you can take action with grace and ease. Mm-hmm. Well, I always tell people, too, that no decision is actually a decision. So putting it off or procrastinating is just keeping it in front of you, but it's still a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you yeah. don't want to do it, like you don't that. have to, but you've got to, take, you've got to do something and just own the choice. Yes. Yeah, and that's so funny you say that. I remember way back when I was the client, way back when I first started with, with life coaching, and my coach, oh, my goodness, every call she'd say, it's a choice, it's a choice, it's a choice. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that word. <laughs> You're driving me crazy. <laughs> and it's because I was so stuck in not being willing to make a choice. And now, of course, it's my favorite word because it's so true. And if we just make that choice, make the decision, it feels so much better. It does, and I tell people if they don't make a choice, they're going to leave it to chance. And um, (laughs) making a choice and and owning it is so much more powerful. Um, This has been really a great conversation. So how can our listeners learn more about you and what you have to offer and connect with you? Uh, the easiest way is if someone's on Facebook, they can um, connect with me. It's Jennifer Sparkle Johnson, um, or they can go to the website, which is thejenniferjohnson.com, and it talks about the different um, things that I offer and how to learn more about the six-figure sacred sales. Well, that sounds fascinating, and so does your money assessment. And I know yeah. that people need to learn more about sales and money. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great conversation. This has been a blast. Thank you, Janelle. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder, so stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Do you struggle with your weight or your health? Do you wish you had more energy to do the things you really want to do? Are you tired of counting calories and fad dieting? Do you want to eat your favorite foods and not feel guilty? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then the Eat Great, Live Well personalized wellness program is the answer for you. Being healthy isn't about fad dieting, feeling guilty, or eating nothing but tofu and wheatgrass. It's about making small, healthy choices that add up over time to create life-changing transformation for you and your family. The Eat Great, Live Well personalized wellness program will show you how easy it is to be healthy, happy, and well-fed all at the same time. Visit EatGreatLiveWell.com for more information or to enroll in this life-changing program. You deserve to both eat great and live well. Check it out today at EatGreatLiveWell.com. 
You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about just what a product ladder is and why you absolutely need one in your business. You know, I think a product ladder is one of those things that people don't really understand. And I think that it's something that's so key to success, though. So I'm excited we're having this conversation today. Yeah, ab- absolutely is. And you're right. A lot of people don't know what they are. So so a product ladder, really, it's a set of products that go from basic entry-level products and step up through mid-range products and then high-end products. Um, it goes by a lot of different names. Some people call it a prosperity pyramid. They call it a product ladder. Uh, uh, product pyramid. I mean, there's just all sorts of different terms that people use for them, but they're basically all the same. So they start out, uh, it's a way to really organize your products and services that make sense for your clients and make sense for you. So they go from basic level products that might be things like ebooks or DIY courses or introductions to a topic or worksheets, those kinds of things up through mid-range products, which may be uh, webinars, multi-part web courses, group coaching, uh, and then on to high-end products, um, things like masterminds, one-on-one coaching, um, uh, retreats, you know, those kinds of things. Typically, the, the basic products are lower in price and they're much more leveraged. And by leveraged, I mean that you can serve a lot of people with very little time uh, of, of your own involved in it. Um, they also um, tend to be um, uh, more basic in, in depth. So they are usually like an overview or an introduction to a particular topic. As you move up the ladder, the products generally require uh, higher and higher investment and include more and more direct connection with you, with the, you as a coach or you as an expert. So as people invest more with you, they get more of your one-on-one time or more of your one-on-one attention. And then, you know, really it provides a lot of benefits. It really allows you to, again, work with those clients that you really like to work with Uh, and really leverage your time to the greatest advantage. And at the same time, it's great for your clients because they can start out at a a simple level, one that doesn't cause a lot or require a lot of risk. It's it's low investment. They can sort of try you out. And then if they want to go deeper, they can sort of self-select to go deeper with you, to learn more with you, to invest at a higher level. I think it's a great way for people to get exposure to a particular coach or teacher because sometimes we really want to learn a topic, but we've been through training before and we haven't been very successful. So we're leery to invest in a higher amount until we really know that we're going to get the results that we want. So those basic courses are really a great way to get that exposure. And I also think they're really good because people can kind of put their toe in the water and they can start to see results. So one of the keys to doing it is making sure that you have very actionable content. Don't give people too much, but give them just what they need to get started and to start to see that they're making progress and it will just, it will propel their interest in you and their success. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. It, it's so important to have that entry-level product for a number of reasons. One, that, as Janelle said, that it gives people an opportunity to stick their toe in the water, to really see what you're all about, to see if you're really the right fit for them without spending a lot of money up front. Uh, it makes the decision to work with you much, much easier. Um, the other thing that it does is it'll, it enables you to really leverage your time and reach a much, much bigger audience. Um, there, there may be hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people that can benefit from what you know, but who cannot afford to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. So this gives them another way to get some of your knowledge, to get some of your expertise, to better their life, their business, whatever it is you do, without having to actually engage with you one-on-one. -on -one. And so that grows your business, grows your influence and your expertise in the field, and really serves a much bigger audience with your message. So, so what are the, some of the benefits of a product ladder? Well, really the first benefit and the, and the most important one, I think, is that if you have a good product ladder, it really is an action plan for growing your business. Um, you know what products to create, when to create them, uh, and it also becomes the basis for you creating income estimates and showing how your your growth uh, impacts your audience. So um, when I work with clients, a lot of times I ask them, well, what do you want to earn next year? And they don't know. Or they say a million dollars or they, you know, they pick a number out of the air. And so then the next question is, well, how did you get to that number? And they say, I don't know, I just, I've always wanted to make six figures or I've always wanted to make a half a million dollars or I've always wanted to break even or, you know, whatever it is, they just make it up. Well, if you have a good product ladder, you can then start to look at what's the size of the audience for each of those particular products, how much are you going to charge for each of those, and how many times in a year you can offer each of those. And then from that, you can now sort of calculate what your revenue is going to be, your total revenue. And so now you have a basis for saying, ah, okay, I see exactly what it's going to be. I see where it's coming from. I see which are the really powerful products that are generating a lot of income, which are the ones that aren't. And now I can, I can put that together and I can really look at the big picture. I worked with a client recently who, um, put the, who I put together a product ladder for. And I asked her at the end, I said, well, so what do you think? You know, basically, is this what you were expecting? And she said, you know, I, I have always wanted a six-figure business and I just never knew how to get there. I never knew how I was going to make that happen. And I look at this ladder now and I see exactly how it's going to work. I see exactly what products to do. I see exactly how to leverage my time and, and create that six-figure business. So it's really, really powerful in that, that respect. Well, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, tend to run their business kind of in squirrel mode, where we're going in a lot of different directions, and this sounds exciting, that sounds exciting, this is fun. And having the product ladder really helps them stay focused. It doesn't mean they can't add something else to it, but it helps them keep that clear strategy, that action plan, and they can ask themselves, does this fit 
with where I want to take my business. And if it does, that's great. If it doesn't, you may put it on a parking lot, set it aside and come back to it. So I think it really helps stay, keep that clarity for your decision making. So how does someone get started? Because I know there are a lot of people that are saying, I do, a, I have a one-on-one -on -one coaching product. Everything I do is unique and different. I can't leverage it or create products. So how would someone get started? Well, you know, you're on the right track is that the first thing you do is look at the products you already have. And for a lot of folks, that's one on one coaching or some version of that. It might be group coaching or they may have a couple of ebooks on their website or, you know, but look at those things first. And then the next thing you do is, you know, look and see where do you have the holes? Are there holes in your basic products? Do you have nothing that's less than $800 that someone could invest in? Uh, or do you have nothing that's less than, um, you know, $500? You know, could you use something that's a lower investment, but still has a lot of value for a certain group of people? Um, also, look at the high end. You know, do you, do you have anything on the high end? Because one of the tenets is that you want to always make sure that you have something that your existing clients can go deeper with some way for them to to engage with you in more detail uh, and by the way your one-on-one -on -one coaching should be at the high level so um, you know look at those kinds of things and then think about your ideal clients and what will encourage them to go deeper and learn more about what you do and, and your expertise so those are the things that i do just to get started with any client they look at what do they already have where are the holes and then how might we leverage some of the things they already have to create new products to fill those holes up and, and really create a full product ladder. And I think it's great for people when they're doing their one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do so much of it automatically because we know our process so well to really think about at the end of each call, what do you do this the same for each client? Because that's a great way to start with worksheets, with some simple things that you can start to leverage your time. And once you do that, it allows you to charge more for your one-on-one -on -one coaching because it's more of a premium service. So it's a win-win for your clients and for you. You know, absolutely. And it's so important. So just sort of in closing, the key is that you have a product ladder. You'd be thinking in terms of products. You'd be thinking in terms of what do I have at the basic level? What do I have at a mid-range? And what do I have at the high end so that I have a whole range of products that clients can choose from? That's really the key. Well, and I want to just really invite all of our listeners to go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and under today's episode, share what type of products you have and share what products or what areas you'd like to expand your products in because it's a great way to then take a step back and look at what you're doing and then partner with a company like ours, Turn Knowledge to Profit, and there are others out there too that can help you create your own unique product ladder for a business. It's very reasonable and it'll be one of the best investments you make to really grow and scale your business. Absolutely. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. 
and also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.